Welcome back. Today we are on island time. Chandler and I are going to be talking about our travels to islands. You betcha. Actually, I'm going to be on island time next week. Yes, you are. Yeah, I'm heading up to the San Juans again for a couple weeks, although it's work, working island time, but it'll be good. <laughs> there will be plenty of relaxing island time, too, yeah. I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, it's, that'll be great. It, you kind of, I don't know, I find you can't really help it. <laughs> Unless unless the island happens to be like Manhattan, right, right, <laughs> you know, it's there's just something really. It just feels different. Mm-hmm. It really does feel like a different time frame. Yeah, we um, went to Vashon Island mm. a couple weekends ago just for the day, and it felt like we were away. Yeah, Vashon felt- Island. For those of you who don't know, is um, one of the islands in the Puget Sound in Washington. It's off the coast of um, Tacoma. And yeah, it, it's, it still is largely rural. It is. There's it's, a lot of farms there. Yeah. It's just unspoiled in so many uh, yeah. places and it, they're trying we, real hard to spoil it, but <laughs> I'm sure. the people who live there are really working hard to yeah. keep it away. It just felt like a, it really did feel like a different world while yeah. we were there. And it was like a true, it felt like a true vacation, even though we had literally taken a ferry that day for yeah. 30 minutes and we were just, you know, right across the Right across the narrows or the, yeah, the kind of, sound from it is, yeah. home, basically. So, yeah, yeah, there is something about islands. I, I have this fantasy, I don't know, in my fantasy other life, I wish I could have like a f- hobby farm on one of the islands mm. in Washington State. But I, coming down to brass tacks, much as I, lo- I love going to the islands, and I think I've said this before, San Juan Island might just be my favorite place in the whole world. But I, I think it'd be tough actually living there all the time. I, I'd have trouble living my life to the ferry schedule and yeah, I having to too. run all my errands on the mainland. and Right. Well, you know, I get jittery when I'm away from civilization <laughs> and that true. would be really hard to know that like I cannot get to civilization unless the ferry is running or, I mean, if you have a boat, you can get there, but yeah, I'm not a boat person. Yeah, That's I'm not either. I, I really would be tied to the ferry. Yeah. I've spent a lot of time traveling to islands spending time on islands. What about you? Yeah, I've been to a number of them. When I was thinking about the islands I've been to, I started actually making a pretty big list. Oh, nice. And was really surprised by that. Yeah. Because I don't think of that as something, I mean, I'm never like aiming for an island necessarily. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, okay. So obviously I'm not going to count really urban islands like Manhattan or... Right. Unless unless we count some of the little islands that are in the city, like Roosevelt Island or Mm -hmm. City Island, which is this little island in the Bronx that nobody knows about and hmm. or some of the those little islands that are in those like little urban enclaves I think other than that I'm, I'm not really going to count that okay. but you have been to a lot of islands yeah. I saw a list that you compiled and it was it was pretty list. insane um but what are what are your favorite places mm, definitely San Juan Island up in the of the archipelago named the San Juans, but there is San Juan Island is one of the islands. It's the most populous island. I love it because it has a little town. Friday Harbor is the town there. It's pretty sizable. It's about 5,000 people hmm. year round, but the rest of the island is in the rain shadow of the Olympic mountains. And so um, because the mountains are there, it actually blocks, um, and the mountains are actually kind of far from there, but it, the island is still in the tail end of the rain shadow. It actually blocks some of the moisture that comes over the mountains. Huh. So um, while the rest of Washington gets, you know, has 300 cloudy days a year, <laughs> there's actually more than 200 sunny days a year wow. on San Juan Island. So it's sort of the banana belt. Yeah, of Washington. That's really, I had no idea. Yeah. 
And it's funny because the, the neighboring island, Orcas Island, is not in the rain shadow. Oh. And in fact, has little swaths of kind of rainforest there. So That is so weird. Yeah. Orcas Island gets about 60 inches of rain a year, if I read that right. And um, San Juan Island only gets about 20, 25. What? Yeah. Is, isn't so that crazy? crazy? Yeah. And the islands are 10 miles apart, yeah. if that? Not even. I mean, the, right. west, the yeah. western shore of Orcas Island is like two miles from the eastern shore. You can see the other one, yeah. right? I yeah. mean, it's right there. That is so weird. It, microclimates. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's part of why I love it so much is it's mm. got that unusual quality to it. Mm-hmm. But so because San Juan gets so much less rain than some of the other islands, especially Orcas, um, San Juan Island has lavender farms. It's got these beautiful farms and meadows and things. And on the western shore of the island, there's a lighthouse there, Limekiln mm-hmm. Point. And, um, and you can... Uh, it is it is said one can see orcas swimming in the in the the water off have, of offshore have i you? have not i have not seen them have you seen any whales humpback or otherwise um from boats off of the san juans i have but not from shore although mm. from shore i have seen boatloads of porpoises um and other marine life um harbor seals mm. sea lions tons from the island it is possible to see orcas and and in the summer they sometimes come every day the san juan islands are famously home to the resident orca population and these are the these are the famous orcas that you see in movies like free willy oh the ones that got kidnapped in the 70s and stuck in uh sea world not that i have strong opinions about <laughs> that those are the those same orcas. It's, oh, this wow. is the um, the resident population of orcas. These are hmm. the J, K, and L pods that have been around for centuries. Sadly, they are critically, critically endangered. And, and a, a big reason for it is overpopulation in the islands. The salmon habitat's going away. They don't have mm. much to eat. Climate change is making the summers hotter, hmm. less, um, less for the salmon to eat, so the salmon aren't appearing. These orcas only eat salmon, and that's why they hang out there. Huh. Um, but there are other orcas as well. There's transient orcas that come through, and, and those are the ones that eat mammals, like sea lions and occasionally deer what? that swim between the <gasps> islands. It's so badass. Have, oh, my goodness. I've never seen it. I If there is a YouTube video, I want to see that. That is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, so another reason to love the San Juans. <laughs> they have crazy stories like that. Um, <laughs> the only time I have been to Orcas Island, I flew Oh, yeah. So did you take Kenmore Air? Uh, No, I flew with a guy who owned a Cessna. Oh. So, yeah, this was really random. I went there for lunch. I went to, um, is Friday Harbor the town? Friday Harbor's on San Juan Island. Oh, okay, no. Whatever Orcas Island's town is. East Sound? Okay. So, yeah, we flew there for lunch and walked around the town and then flew back to Ellensburg. Wow. Yeah, so this was long ago when I was in college, and my aunt and uncle lived in Ellensburg, and my aunt worked with a guy who owned his, he was a pilot, like just a hobbyist pilot, and he had a plane. And on the weekends, he and his girlfriend would fly places, and they would call up friends to see, because they had four seats in this little tiny Cessna. Wow. And they would call people and be like, hey, you want to go with us? And so I happened to be visiting the weekend that he called my aunt and was like, hey, do you want to go somewhere? So we like pull up at the little tiny airstrip in Ellensburg at like 8, 8 a.m. on the Saturday morning. And he's like, where do you want to go? <laughs> and wow. I said, how far can we get? He's like, well, this direction we could probably get to, I think, I want to say Butte, Montana 
was as far okay. as we could go east. Okay. And then he didn't really want to go too far north or too far south because you get into like commercial airline Yeah, traffic. north is international. Yeah. Yeah. And then south was like too close to Seattle, I think, or something. So it was basically like east or west. And, and he said, okay, well, if we go west, like we could go to Orcas Island, um, but we have wow. to fly over mountains, which is a little dangerous because if something happens with the plane, there's nowhere to land. Like you're just out of luck. You can't coast and then find like a long strip of land or a road or something. There's nothing. And I, I was like, okay, let's, let's risk it. Oh, the folly of youth. (laughs) I know it was incredible. So yeah, I flew there for lunch. We had burritos and got some coffee and then got back in the plane and flew back to Ellensburg. And it was so cool. Wow. And I want a plane so bad. Oh boy. Now see, this is where we part ways again, because you get freaked out by being in the boonies. I get freaked out by tiny airplanes. Oh really? I'm okay with commercial planes. Like no problem, but I cannot do a four seat Cessna. Mm. No way. Okay. Uh-huh. I don't even like regional jets. <laughs> You know, like when you like fly Like the puddle from, jumpers? Yeah. 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 So it, it, it's just kind of this magical world. I could talk all day about why I love San Juan Island. And, um, Your deer swimming from island to island story reminded me of one. A place that I grew up going to quite often is Madeline Island. Oh, is that in the Apostle Island? Yes. So the Apostle Islands are off the northern shore of Wisconsin. Um, in Lake Superior, right? Yeah, in Lake Superior. Yeah. And it's, it's an archipelago. Mm-hmm. of islands. There are 22 of them and Madeline is the largest of them. So I grew up going there pretty much, I feel like most summers because mm. my parents really loved going there and my mom's sister had bought some property on the island and mm. they didn't build on it for years and years, but we would like, we would take the ferry across just to like go and stand on the property and look out at the water and be like, I claim this. I know. Like <laughs> as a, I think I was probably a preteen during those times and nice. it is about the most boring thing. Like I also do yeah. not like leaving civilization. So you pair that with me being, being like that, a teenager or a preteen. special hell for you. Oh, it was awful. Yeah. I really, I did not enjoy that. I now appreciate it far more. But my dad was also obsessed with the other islands. And so I remember one summer we had to do, actually it wasn't summer yet. It was super cold. It was probably like the end of spring. And we did like a tourist boat of, uh, like a tour around all of the islands. Oh. And spoiler, they all look the same. (laughs) They're like, it's rock with trees on them. And it is, the rock is special. It's a special kind of limestone. And there's a quarry wow. on one of the islands because the limestone is really beautiful. Or it's probably sandstone. Could I don't be. know. Something, I, something granular like that. It's interesting because um, the north, north Shore of Lake Superior is all granite. It's all Canadian shield oh, really? up there. Yeah. Yeah, this is definitely more porous. Interesting. Or, yeah, because there are big caves, sea caves around wow. on some of the islands. Very cool. Sea caves. Sea caves. And they're really, really awesome. Lake caves, and Mary. Lake ca- I'm, oh, yeah, I'm yeah, very yeah. like, that's they, not the sea, that's a lake. <laughs> it might as well be. Lake Superior yeah, is huge. It is big. So, yeah. But then in the winter, it gets so cold that you can walk over to them. Cool. You can investigate them with all the like icicles hanging down it's I have not done it but that I've seen so cool I know it kind of so um, I'm winter super, trip maybe uh, the thing though is the winter when it does freeze over you can drive from the mainland to Madeline and I I can't I wonder how much longer this. that's going to happen because they measure this every day every single day they yeah. are checking to make sure the ice is still right. thick enough that you can drive your drive car they also line the the path with people's discarded Christmas trees 
Because it usually doesn't freeze over, you know, that solidly until after Christmas. And so people are getting rid of their Christmas trees. And that's what they use as, like, the lane boundaries. That, I need to go there now. <laughs> I need to go. The, so uh, that when the ice melts, all the Christmas trees just fall into uh-huh. the lake? Yeah. <laughs> you know. That's amazing. I know. I hope is. people don't forget to, like, take their lights off the tree and pollute the lake with LED lights and... I'm just not going to think about that. No, don't even think I'm about just it. Just not going to think about that. That's not the point. Not the point of the story. So the, the reason I thought of Madeline was because bears swim from one island to the next. Oh, yeah. A lot. Yep. And there's like, blah, 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 what is it, Brown Bear Island? Or maybe it's just Bear Island. I can't remember. Wow. There's an island named for bears, but. And they have bears. It has bears, but all the islands have bears. Yeah. We've encountered some of those bears and they're very tame. They're black bears, so they're pretty low key. Um, but I love the idea of bears yeah. and deer just yeah. swimming, yeah. swimming around. But there are also lots of lighthouses on these islands. Oh, and the, that's cool. The outer one, I think it's Devil's Island. The lighthouse keeper would walk back to the mainland in the winter. So after everything was frozen over and ships are no longer coming by because they can't get through, right? They would like pack up all their stuff and walk back to the mainland. And this was like miles over a lake, a frozen lake. I can't, this activates some levels of panic in me. Ah, All of it, all of it just sounds horrible. And I mean, sometimes they had families and stuff. Like it was, it was a job, but I can't. This is some hard, you know, lighthouse keepers are some of the hardiest people who Uh ever lived. So Madeline, it started as a French fur trade hub. So it's got... It's got some real history to it, yeah. which is pretty cool. There's, they have a museum and everything. Um, I'm picturing burly Frenchmen with beaver pelts. <laughs> I think that's probably about it. <laughs> um, but it's super cute that you can rent Vespas, which oh, we did yeah. last summer for the first time, and it was amazing. That sounds like there's a little island in um, Lake Ontario. Hmm. Um, it's called uh, South Bay Island. It's in Ohio, and it's the town is called Put-in Bay, and... It's the same thing. Like, yeah. you can drive your car there, but there's no point because you could just rent a bicycle or a Vespa yeah. once you're on the island. It's this cute little town. and Yeah, people, yeah. I mean, it's a big deal to, I think, take the ferry across to Mamlin Island and spend mm. the day there, but it's not a huge island. So right. there are plenty of people who do bike it or right. walk it or right. whatever, rent a Vespa, which, yeah. And it's it's just, it's beautiful. It really yeah. is. Yeah. And so my family, for a very long time, we would spend New Year's Eve there. And oh, have nice. a very uh, take-no-prisoners game of Trivial Pursuit every <laughs> New Year's Eve. And it would go for hours. And it was brutal. Uh, I have some pretty fond memories about very, very cold New Year's Eves spent oh, there. And that's the, lovely. The most, rem- uh, the most memorable was when Eric, who was my boyfriend at the time, mm-hmm. came with one year and asked if I would take a walk with him in the evening <gasps> And it was like night. And I said, oh yeah, that sounds great. And then we went out and it was pitch black. Oh yeah. Because there's no, I mean, it's a tiny island. There's no street lamps and there was no moon that night. It was just completely black and it terrified me so much. We went out to the main road, which like just to get, to go down the driveway was kind of, I don't know, half a mile or something. It was, it was a walk to get to the main road. And by the time we got to the main road, I was pretty convinced that we were going to get eaten by bears. It was terrifying. Plus it's also icy. So you're having to like watch, you know, you don't want to sleep 
slip and fall. Yeah. So it was not the most pleasant walk. And so finally I was like, I give, we got to go back. And so we turned around and when we finally got into the light from the house, he bent down <gasps> on one knee and oh, proposed to me. I never knew this story. Yeah. So Madeline does have a very special oh. place in my heart. And he even put on, so the movie Juno had just come out oh. and he put on the theme song from it. Which right. Is, so this is what, 2007? It was, yeah. Yeah. yeah December of 07. So yeah, he had Aww. it all planned. He had the little, he had the song on his phone all queued up and it was pretty adorable. That is adorable. By the way, I said yes. <laughs> my husband, I, I don't name my husband because he prefers not to be known on the internet. So on my blog, I refer to him as the tailor because he makes his own clothes. So, but, so I won't be naming him here, but my, my husband and I also got engaged over the holidays in the northern wilds of, it was Minnesota in our case, but it was not on an island. Huh. Um, we, short story, short version is we rented a cabin up in the woods <laughs> an hour north of Duluth. Oh, if, wow. Like, that's yeah. the middle of nowhere. Yep. Um, and two feet of snow had already fallen when we got there. Another two feet oh, fell. Yeah. We were snowshoeing. It was beautiful, although I really enjoy indoor plumbing. So mm. he loves roughing it. Did you have indoor plumbing? We did not. Oh, Oh my. Going to the outhouse when you're a girl in the winter is... Yeah, no, it's a whole different it's thing. It's really not fun. You have to like it's suit not. up with all of your gear and then oh, take... Yeah. No. It's, and he was like, oh, what's the problem? And I'm like, there's a problem. <laughs> but I, it, it was a great holiday. It was beautiful. He proposed on hmm. Christmas Eve morning Aww. in the cabin. We made pancakes. It was great. That's so nice. But it was not on an island. Yeah. That's, that's like an extra but there, level of awesome. That's actually very close because Madeline is like an like, hour north of Duluth. Yeah. Sort of like up and over. But yeah. this was like a week before yours. What? Because it was Christmas Eve 2007. What? Holy cow, Mary. It is. It's like we were living the same life, like parallel. That's crazy. Yeah. Mine, ours was New Year's Eve 2007. Wow. That's, wow. A week apart. And really and close. like in the same part of the world. You have to tell Eric. <laughs> I will. That's, that's kind of amazing. It's so good. Huh. When I got married, um, my husband and I did our honeymoon in France, as I've mentioned. And uh, one of, we spent a day at Mont Saint-Michel. And now if you, if you aren't familiar with Mont Saint-Michel, Mont Saint-Michel is an island off the, course, the northern coast of France. And it is unique in that at high tide, it is an island. At low tide, it is a peninsula. At low tide, you can walk out there. Um, it has a castle on the island and the whole city is kind of in this castle. And it's all built up with these walls because at low tide, any enemy could just walk out mm-hmm. there to the island. And so they had to have this huge fortification on the island. And, and if you go, like the, the streets of the city kind of um, run in a corkscrew up this mountain and then the castle is at the very top and the cathedral's at the top of the castle so you're up, you're in for a workout if you want to go up there and it's absolutely spectacular it is it really looks like disney came up with it also the famous culinary marvel of fleur de sel fleur de sel is sea salt a special kind of sea salt and it is harvested i, I think it's not just one place in the world but one of the places they harvest it is off of Mont Michel. okay i have oh. a lot of sketchbook drawings oh i bet you do um but they're different i i was trying something different at that time hmm. they have naked ladies in with them i was going to model what? sessions and drawing these <laughs> models on the pages and then i'd fill in the I nooks and crannies that from my trip. Yeah. i'm sure they're there <laughs> i'm sure really if you funny. ask somebody very you nicely know, this is another tour that i had to do what, naked there. ladies of France? Yes, that's her. <laughs> <laughs> that would sell quite well, I think. Um, I'm sure there is one. Oh, yeah, I bet there it's is. It's called the Moulin Rouge Tour. <laughs> 
okay. had to take a tour like on the bus and everything to oh. get there because I was between my semester. Actually, I did a January, a J term in Paris, and then I was going to Scotland for my spring semester. Okay. And um, so I had this gap of time yeah. and it actually cost just as much to take this tour over the course of a weekend as it would to like find lodging in Paris. Oh. So I ended up just doing this tour. And, okay. um, and yeah. one of the stops was Mont Saint-Michel? Well, that was like the purpose oh, okay. of the trip, but we stopped some other places too. We just rented, we had rented a car for two weeks. Oh, okay. We, that was one of our driving stops huh. and you can park on the mainland side and walk across the bridge. Oh, okay. Yeah, I did it on a big tour bus. <laughs> Turns yeah. out I've taken a lot of tours. I hadn't really thought about that. Well, you know how now. I feel about tours. I do, I do. And uh, yeah, I just hadn't considered how many. Um, but I remember they warned us not to walk off of the island into the sand, even at low yeah. tide, because it's very, it's, the water recedes and then you have Quick this sand. big, yep. And apparently like the year it's before. It's also a really fragile ecosystem. They... Well, they didn't talk about that. They were just like, last year, three people died from quicksand. Don't Jeez. go out there. Yeah. I didn't hear that. Yeah. It was, I mean. I guess if you just drive yourself, you don't get that memo. No, you don't. You probably don't get but that. But we were like, we're going to be respectful or not. But it is touristy because it's very famous. But yeah, I, I also don't care. went in January, which was quite chilly. Oh, so. I went in like the end of May. Nice. So it was just the beginning of the tourist Ugh, season. Be so nice. It yeah. Was, yeah. Well, see, you asked what some of my other favorite islands are. I would have to say my second favorite island in the whole world is Prince Edward Island. Oh, I want to go there so bad. It is quite possibly the most beautiful place on earth. And it's not not in an overly dramatic way, not in like the a Grand Canyon sort of way, but it is just pastoral and lovely and and they they have they have very strict rules about there's no billboards, there's no light pollution there's no any any of the stuff that mars beautiful places in america they don't have wow. there it's still a farming community it is still you might go a little nuts cuz it's rural yeah but it's so beautiful it's just so right. beautiful i i also um my mother's side of the family is from the canadian maritimes they're from nova scotia so <laughs> that is like my heritage is up in that part of the world I don't think we have relatives on PEI. We might, but nobody that I know, but it's not far. Okay. And I went out there a few years ago with a good friend of mine and we spent just a few days on the island and it was not enough time. Hmm. But we, we rented a car, we were driving around the island and it got to be this joke with us because around every corner is yet another absolutely gorgeous Vista, and it got to be like, oh, so I'm so bored with all this beauty everywhere. <laughs> oh, here's another gorgeous yeah. barn and a beautiful view of the water. I mean, it's yeah. just it was ridiculous. Eric how and I did gorgeous. something similar in Tuscany. Like, <laughs> yeah, uh, it's another like that. perfect mountaintop it's like village. That. Like you're yeah. in a storybook, right. and it's not fair. They're like not hoarding like all the beauty. Possibly be real. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's 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 in that category okay. of like Tuscany. That's good to know. And, yeah. I might be able to handle my jitters if it's that beautiful. Yeah. And we we were there in the fall. It was Oct- it was early October, so the trees were turning. Prince Edward Island is famous for its potatoes, <laughs> even more really? so than Idaho. Oh. They're, they have a huge potato crop there, and all the potato fields were... It was just at harvest time, so I got to see some harvesting happening. All the, all, in fact, you, you, I got stuck between potato trucks pretty frequently <laughs> on the roads. <laughs> um, and, and the potatoes, the potato plants turn yellow, in the fall, before the harvest, before they get uprooted by the harvesters, um, all the plants turn gold. And so I have all these photographs and sketches of like standing in the middle of a potato field, wow. slightly trespassing. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's just so huh. beautiful. And then the North Shore of the island is all these um, rust red sandstone cliffs hmm. that if you go like at the magic hour late afternoon, it is the light just hits them just right and they glow this kind of burnished gold, wow. red gold color. It's yeah. just, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. And you huh. think like, this can't be real. And you look at it and you think like, I'm standing in a photoshopped photo. <laughs> You know, right. like everything is that perfect light and this is one of those sunny. posters they sell at Ikea <sighs> or something. Yeah. 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 I remember reading a National Geographic article many years ago on Prince Edward Island. And the quote that I still remember was somebody said, we don't really lock our houses. And I figure if somebody breaks in and takes something, they need it worse than I do. <laughs> That's I a like, very Canadian okay. attitude. Yeah. Yeah. They're they are good people. I love it. Yeah. That same trip that I went to PEI, I went to Cape Breton, which is the, um, it's very different from the rest of Nova Scotia. It's mountainous and very rugged. It, it um, has a lot of Scottish heritage. That's where the Nova Scotia comes from. Mm-hmm. And it has, if you've ever done Highway 1 in California, the, the coast highway, yeah, they have something it. similar there. It's called the Cabot Trail. Huh. And it is a paved road. It's a highway that goes along the entire circumference of Cape Breton Island. Hmm. Um, from the causeway, which is the bridge to the rest of Nova Scotia, all the way around. And okay. I did the whole loop by wow. myself on that trip. My friend had gone back home. She was just there for the PEI part part of the trip, and we did a little bit in Nova Scotia together. And then she went home, and then I went off to Cape Breton by hmm. myself. And I got to do the Cabot Trail at peak fall foliage Ooh. in October. And it's not like here on the west uh, in the northwest where it's all conifer forests. It's all hardwood forest up right. there. So the entire like <laughs> these huge mountains wow. were just covered in like maples and oak trees. That would be stunning. It was stunning. Absolutely stunning. And it, most of the trees there turn kind of orange. Hmm. So it's not yellow. It's not red. It's like orange. And it's so beautiful. And then you have this crazy road like snaking up these cliffs over the ocean. It's wow. another completely unreal experience. Uh, uh, I've got to get over there. It's amazing. <laughs> I, I drove up to um, Meat Cove is the Meat. northernmost village. M-E-A-T. Okay. Meat Cove. It's the northernmost settlement on... Cape Breton. Huh. It's it's like the last town before the Atlantic Ocean, and hmm. then you can sort of look gaze eastward towards Newfoundland, but that's too far away. You can't actually see Newfoundland, but you feel like you're on the edge of the world. Mm-hmm. And I did this drawing. I can we can do a link in the show notes. Um, I did a sketchbook drawing of like the. It felt like the last homely house in North America. <laughs> it's just kind of this little weathered Cape Cod, like on this wind battered cliff. Hmm looking out to sea is just unreal. I've been to a lot of Scottish islands. I think it would be similar. Yeah, I would to imagine. this. Well, I mean, well, this has forests yeah, and it has trees, the, but the geography and or geology, the land features yeah. would be very very different cuz Scotland is quite a bit more rugged. This is rugged. This is very rugged. It's very mountainous, very fjordy, but it has trees, right? Yeah, it's like it's not like Norway mountains is not like sawtooth mm. crags. It's like Apple, Appalachian mountains okay. where the mountains are fairly low, but they're still, they're proper mountains. They're okay. very, so it's like, it's like these big, huge, you know, 800 foot hillsides. Hmm. Yeah. Scotland is really barren in a lot of ways. Like I think it's yeah. beautiful, but it has sort of a, a barren beauty yeah. to it because yeah. there really aren't many trees at all. Yeah. And so, so you I, just have these I kind of picture hills. it as being Scotland with trees basically. Okay. Yeah. But it's that same, like it's very hilly, 
very rugged, Mm -hmm. very remote. There aren't a lot of people living out there. So have you been to any of the outer island, like like the Hebrides or any yeah. of those in well, Scotland? Yeah, I spent some time on one of the islands in the inner Hebrides, Ooh. which is still pretty out. <laughs> I mm-hmm. mean, it's you're out there a ways, but um, it's called Arid or Arid. It's spelled Arid, but I think it's pronounced Arid. Oh. And um, it is off of the Isle of Mull. So oh. it's very close. It actually... At low tide, you can walk if you don't care about quicksand, which happens. Whoa. Uh-huh. Um, but it's also really close to Iona, oh, which okay. is, has a famous cathedral. Yes. And I think it's home to the Book of Celts or something. There's like a really famous il- illuminated manuscript that oh. either was housed there or done there. I think it was housed there after something happened in Ireland and they know, needed to I should know this get it from to safety. art history in school, but yeah. it's ringing a bell. But it, it's stunning. I mean, just absolutely beautiful. Did and you get to see it? Did you get yeah, to? Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, we went for a day over to Iona and looked around and it is gorgeous. But Arid is a very tiny island. It's um, one square mile. Oh, wow. It, yeah, it's tiny. tiny. But its um, claim to fame is that Robert Louis Stevenson based... Uh, the island in kidnapped on this island because his father helped build the lighthouse on the island. So random. I know super random. So he actually like grew up there at times when his dad was working on the lighthouse. Um, So he got a lot of inspiration for his books because from air aid and there's a feature, there's like a hanging rock between these two sheer cliffs. And he worked that into, I think it was a, book of short stories that he wrote but there's some features on this island that actually are in his in his work which is really really cool it's a tiny island it's got a row of cottages like old stone cottages for the lighthouse keepers and their families and now it's like a candle making cabin or cottage and it's actually owned the island is owned by a private like a family, but they have a deal with this intentional community called the Findhorn Foundation oh. that is located in Northern Scotland. Um, and I, I study there. I spent like four months at Findhorn and they are the caretakers now of this island for the family that actually owns it. And the family wow. spends like one month a year there, but when they're not there, they, they give it to Findhorn to use. Wow. To, I mean, and they are growing all of their own food and raising animals that they will later eat. Like they're doing the whole thing farmsteading thing on this little Scottish island and it's incredible it's just beautiful and there's like sea lion cove and there's a beach that you can go to and it's just it's tiny but it's absolutely stunning sign me up yeah I think you would love it I think I really think islands are my kryptonite they must yeah you're telling me all these stories about (laughs) I need to I need to go to all these places I'm like writing them down and oh I follow the um, the Orkney Islands library on Twitter. Do you? They're very sassy. Oh, they're I extremely should sassy. That. Yeah. Um, Whoever runs that account is they writes are, very sassy tweets. They are an interesting people. They're called Orcadians. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, people from Orkney. And so I went to the Orkney Islands too. So I spent four months in Scotland, and during that time, did several tours around the country. All these tiny places and some of the remote islands and like oh. the Isle of Skye. Oh my goodness, you have to go. I Please do. go. Like, can I just pay for you to go so that I can see <laughs> the resulting sketches? Have like a little donation Yeah, button. exactly. Send Let's Chandler kick start. to Skye. Let's kickstart this because <laughs> I really want to see those sketches. Um, but oh. the Orkneys are really interesting because they have um, some very, like, Neolithic 
Oh. Like really, really old structures. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of along the lines of Stonehenge, some like standing right. stone circles. They have right. these round houses that um, are in really good condition. They found like a charred hazelnut. Wow. That was from like Were 6, they trying 000? to make prehistoric Nutella? <laughs> To put Proof on their toast. that Nutella has been around for oh, six thousand really years or whatever it yep. is. <laughs> but it was like from six thousand BC. Wow. I mean, it was it was insane. Wow. They found an actual thing that people were eating six thousand wow. BC. So yeah, there's some really really old structures and yeah. um, burial mounds and 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 also structures that they have no idea why wow. they exist or what their function was. Yep. Um, and it's really cool. And you are out there. I mean, you are. Oh, you have yeah. to go all the way to the north of Scotland. They're the town. Inverness or? No, further north. Because Inverness wow. is very far north. Yeah. Um, but even further north is the town of John O'Groats. <laughs> That's where you catch the ferry for the Orkneys. Excellent. I know. John O'Groats. It's great. Um, but you are so, so far away. I need from to go. everything. Yes, you do. Oh. You really, really do. So the problem with recording this podcast is that it just makes my wanderlust just flare I know. up so hard. What have we done? We're just making I know, things we've harder for a monster. We really have. <laughs> I'm far less interested in doing something like a Caribbean vacation mm. than I am in doing like the wild, freezing, rugged, north windswept islands of Scotland and Iceland. And I mean, I would much rather um, do that. I have the perfect solution for you. <laughs> it is also on my list of favorite islands. It's yes. called Vieques. Ah, yes. And yes. it is a perfect combination okay. for what you're looking for. And actually, my husband and I, many years ago, we were talking to a friend about wanting to go do like a Caribbean vacation, but we didn't want to do some gross, like overpopulated resort. resort. Yeah. yeah. We didn't want it to be icky, but we wanted the like turquoise water and yeah. white sand beaches, right. which seemed like a really tall order because everything in the Caribbean has been overdeveloped. It's so sad. To within an inch of its life and sometimes yeah. further. So we happened to be talking to my friend who had heard about this island called Vieques, which is off the southeastern coast of, or just maybe the eastern coast of Puerto Rico. Okay. And what... Is it, distinct, is it part of Puerto Rico? It is, okay. yeah. It is part of Puerto Rico. And what distinguishes it from everything else in the Caribbean is it was a former U.S. naval bombing range. Oh. Yeah. So they shelled the hell out of they it. They shelled the hell out of it. The The Virgin Islands are the next closest group. U.S. And then, or British? Uh, the U.S. ones and then further out are the British okay. Virgin, Virgin Islands. So from the U.S. Virgin Islands, they would shell it. Jeez. To test out their, you know. Efficacy of yes, killing and like, machines? And also do procedures. Like the, um, the Navy would do different, like, I don't know what you call them. Yeah. I have no. Oh, they usually, the overall term is usually maneuvers yeah maneuvers, maneuvers that in the is, air force and, yeah 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 they would practice maneuvers on the different beaches to to um, replicate how they were going to invade storms some other, yeah, yeah exactly so they named the beaches like red beach blue beach yellow Be i mean like really basic names yeah. way to go guys um so the actual <laughs> you know yeah the name the original names are like media luna and beautiful sure. yeah sure much more idyllic names these are just like colors in your Crayola box. <laughs> so, but they, they opened it up. Um, I think in the nineties, it was president Clinton who put mm -hmm. a stop to the shelling. And so it never got developed. There are two towns. There's Isabel Segunda. So Isabel the second, mm. which is like the main town where all of the administration for the yeah. island lives. And then there's like a tourist town on the Southern coast. And I can't remember what that name is, but just two tiny little towns. It's, wow. a, it's a very small Island. Um, 
But when they stopped shelling, they had this almost pristine island Wow. with a few developments. Um, the, the Navy had built a bunch of bunkers into hillsides so you could not see them from the air. Wow. So we were driving along and you're like, oh my gosh, there's like a chimney coming out of that hill. Wow. And indeed there is because they disguised them so well that you really don't see them from the road. Yeah. And you have to kind of go around. Yeah. And they're still there. They're completely empty. We went in and you, it was pitch black, but we each took like a flash photo to be able to see oh, yeah. the entire inside. Completely empty. But the, um, the locals put their park their cars there before a hurricane so they like Jeez. yeah they move all of their cars into Whoa. these bunkers to keep them safe during the hurricane that's really smart right actually. i know it's a perfect solution so there's that kind of crazy history where and it was so weird to just be driving along and suddenly see army bunkers i okay, guess navy I would, bunkers yeah. so they haven't cleared the entire island they so they have unexploded ordnance uh-huh yeah and some of the beaches they're kind of going beach by beach they have to dig or like take i don't know some sort of industrial metal detector minesweepers kind yeah, of yeah like from they they go six feet down Jeez. they have to like clean it for six feet to make sure that there isn't unexploded ordnance before they will open up the beach but these beaches and there are quite a few there are way more that weren't open yet and since we've been there they've opened some more so i'm yeah. dying to get back um these beaches are pristine they are white sand perfect nobody there wow like seriously nobody there also no amenities no bathroom yeah. no like water you got to bring all your own stuff but there's nobody trying to sell you crap as yeah. you're laying i mean it was unreal how untouched these places were wow um so yeah, the, the beaches are being opened up one by one. Um, there's a huge area that's still off limits because they haven't cleaned it. Um, so it's a wildlife refuge. And wow. on this island are wild horses. Oh, They're a special that's, kind. That's like Chincoteague Island off of, like the barrier islands off of Virginia and Maryland has wild ponies. Oh, Oh, yeah. I think yeah. I've seen pictures of that. Like yeah. Misty of Chincoteague Island. Like you didn't read that book <laughs> no. when you were a kid. Yeah, it's no. like that. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, there's a lot of these wild ponies on oh these little gosh. barrier islands. These things. are, I can't remember what the breed is, but they have a special kind of trot. Um, oh. So they were favored for like army because they were easier like they had a nice smooth ride like a gate a gate that worked a gate, for, no. i don't i don't remember i don't know my my horse I love terms stuff like that. my equestrian terms but my favorite so you know you're driving along and you see wild horses that's amazing but each one of them has an egret buddy on its shoulder oh yeah and symbiotic relationship yes and we couldn't like the first few days we we're like why if does you will give me a these... ride i will keep you clear of parasites yeah so each one each horse like has its bird buddy and it is a symbiotic relationship that really makes sense because as the horse is eating grass it's uprooting like you know worms and yeah. like other little larvae and like all kinds of bugs that the birds like to eat so so they get fed but then also they keep that. the horses they- clean it's so cool but it's also hilarious to see these horses riding you know trotting around with a bird on their shoulder it's it's Put kind a of adorable it. yeah it's like a pirate with a parrot on the shoulder it's that. like it's like that only it's a horse um and so i mean the island is just it's unreal and we i can't remember when we talked about this, but we talked about like trip versus vacation. Yeah. And this island is 
the perfect blend for me because it's small enough that I don't feel like overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm not overwhelmed. Like there's enough time to do everything on the Island because there's a handful of interesting features to investigate. So, I mean, you've got the, the, uh, abandoned naval barracks you yeah. also have there's an old sugar cane uh old sugar plantation plantation yeah um there is a magnetic sand beach it's Mag- black sand oh, it's so volcanic it's iron ore oh and you can if you take a magnet it sticks to the magnet interesting it's super cool there is the world's best bioluminescent bay Ooh. It's got like the brightest bioluminescent little creatures. So the, wow. they, they're like little tiny bugs yeah. that when they are disturbed. We have those here, like off the west coast of Ashon has them. But you oh, have to, seriously? But you have to go out on a boat to see them and it's not oh. that bright. Okay, that's really cool. Yeah. I didn't know that they were so close. This is one of the easiest places to see them. Because okay. they are in a bay that has a really narrow like outlet so oh. they get kind of get caught in there and just like repopulate to the extent that yeah. like it's super super bright um so when you disturb them they light up so when yeah. when we went which was i don't know 10 going on 10 years ago i think you could swim in the bay oh so eric had a beard he still does and he would come up out of the water and they <gasps> would be on his beard, like his beard would be glowing. It, it, it's <laughs> and if you move your arm where your arm just yeah. was, Is this like trail up, of them. Yes, yeah. it's incredible. That's amazing. Since then, they have stopped letting people swim in it. And I think it was like sunscreen and people's, you know, I'm I don't sure know, that it's perfume, all deodorant, all that stuff was killing the little bugs. Aww. And so they're trying to keep it really pristine. Um, and you could only go out on like moonless nights, otherwise it sort of was pointless. Right. But we lucked out and went on a perfect night. It was. It was amazing. That is amazing. It was amazing. And I really want to get back to Vieques and you have to go. I, this, and this is like the perfect I blend. I am so there. <laughs> it's, and they, I think they've opened up more of the territory since we were there because of the they've cleaning. Gone and like, through all yeah. that. Yeah. But it's the only untouched island because everything else in the Caribbean yeah. is so overdeveloped. Yeah. So yeah. Highly, highly recommend. Recently, when I went to the Channel Islands, technically one of the Channel Islands is Catalina Island. Mm. Santa Catalina Island, but everybody just calls it Catalina. It's off the coast of Long Beach, Orange County, California. It's 26 miles, I believe, off the shore. Um, So it's quite a ways That is. Yeah, Yeah. it's further than I would have thought. Oh, yeah. It's not like... I mean, we're so used to... You can throw a rock and hit the islands here in Washington. It's uh-huh. not like that. It's it's okay. it, and that's kind of why it has its own sort of ecosystem because it's way out there. I went out there on my trip, my month long trip to California this year. I fi- I had never been there before. I finally went. It's kind of you have to plan it. You can't just decide I'm going to go to Catalina today because you have huh. to make a reservation. Boats. Mm, it's not as bad as I feared, but it was not cheap. It was I think round trip was about seventy dollars, mm. eighty dollars. It's a private carrier. You can't bring your car on. And when you get there, there's two little towns, um, one on the far western side of the island, and I didn't go to that one, but the main town is Avalon, which has this, it's like, it's like a reimagined Mediterranean life. It, it, it's, Avalon? That's great. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it has this absolute half moon harbor, like perfect half moon harbor with absolute it's turquoise, crystal clear uh, water with like kelp forests and stuff oh under man. there. It's like this tropical paradise. Only it's you know off the coast of California and it's arid. It's very Mediterranean climate. Its most notable building is the Catalina Casino, which was not a gambling casino. They used the original um, Italian term casino means gathering place. Hmm. So 
um, up. It's a two-story building. It's huge. It's ten stories tall, but it only has two stories in it. It only has oh. two two levels, but it's ten oh. stories tall. Oh my gosh! It's enormous. I also have sketches of that. I okay. Think. Yeah. I I'm having a hard time envisioning this. If you look at it, it's a very famous building. Um, upstairs. The upstairs level is the famous Avalon Ballroom where mm. all the famous big bands did their recordings and things. Right, okay. It's, and it's um, there's no pillars in there. It's it's interior cantilever construction. So there's no interior pillars. It's all it's built using the same technology that the Roman Colosseum was <gasps> built with. Wow. So it's this huge, massive, massive space. It's like the largest indoor ballroom in the world, and there's no pillars on the inside. So it's the perfect dance floor. Wow. And then downstairs is a movie theater an acoustically perfect movie theater. If you stand in the middle and whisper, people all around you can hear you. And it was the first movie theater in the entire world to have, to be um, outfitted for sound. Really? So the first talkies were played there. Why there? Well, they filmed, the early filmmakers in the 1920s filmed a lot of things on the island. Okay, um, okay. Uh, I guess that would, it would look... It would read like a lot of very exotic locations, yeah. I'm guessing. And then it became this like playground of the stars. So like Cary Grant <laughs> would go out to Catalina Island or, or whoever. The stars had a lot of playgrounds. They That's really why did. Palm but this Springs, was this was but Las this was Vegas. this predated predated both of those places. Oh really? Okay. Yeah. I mean Las Vegas had people in it for a long time, but but it wasn't really like the big vacation spot until later. And Palm Springs really didn't come into its heyday until the fifties. Yeah. This was starting in the twenties. Okay. It was the heyday. Okay. Most of the island was owned by William Wrigley Jr. <laughs> of Wrigley Chewing Gum and Wrigley Field, Chicago mm-hmm. Cubs fame. Um, and all of the interior of the island, the entire rest of the island that's not in these two little villages is owned by the Catalina Conservancy. It is conservation land. Hmm. You can't even hike on it without a permit. Oh, wow. They're so careful about the ecosystem there. Um, an early filmmaker in the 1920s brought out a herd of buffalo, of bison, and for a movie shoot, they were shooting a Western uh-huh. out on this island. And the locals said, hey, it's kind of cool. We like these bison. Just leave them. <laughs> Just leave them. <laughs> so they did. And their descendants are still there. No way. And I've seen them. I, I paid for a Jeep tour. <laughs> um, I paid rather dearly for the Jeep tour, but it was, yeah, it was worth it. It was worth doing. And you go out on the, on this, cause you have to do a tour. You can't just go out there on your own. Mm-hmm. And they take you in this crazy, like military Humvee because the roads are so rugged. They're, you're like holding on for dear life and they're zooming up these rocky goat tracks out in the mountains. And then you see these bison hanging out in the hills and they inject them with birth control so that to keep their, they need to keep the population at or below 150 for huh. sustainability. And so they monitor them very carefully and they wow. give them, you know, bovine depo provera, basically. <laughs> I wonder it's if just, that's cheaper than... I know, really? Regular. I know. It's like, huh. hmm, sign me up. <laughs> Especially if the ACA goes away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I am just so fascinated by this stuff. This, like, these whole worlds, like, these little tiny places in the world have their own universes inside. And maybe that's why I love islands so much. The other thing I was going to bring up is, have you ever heard of the term sky islands? No. Sky islands are not islands at all. It's like coffee t- coffee talk. Rhode Island is neither a road nor an island. Discuss. <laughs> sky islands are neither in the sky nor are they true islands. <laughs> 
they are in the deserts of the American Southwest. Like, um, think of like Sedona in Arizona or... Like Monument Valley? Mm, no. Okay. Sky Islands are forested. Oh. They're called, they're called Sky Islands because the tops of these mesas, these forested mesas, are a completely different climate than the desert floor at the bottom. Whoa. And because of the elevation change. Huh. So a great example of a sky island is in uh, Big Bend National Park in western Texas. It's on the border with Mexico. In it's it, Big Bend is the big bend of the Rio Grande. So if you look at a Texas map, it's that little kind of lobe of Texas that sticks out on the western side along the Mexico border. The big bend of the Rio Grande is all a national park there. And... It's got several sections to the park. There's like a big desert plain section where it's all like blooming cacti and stuff like that. There's the canyon of the Rio Grande, like Santa Elena Canyon and things. It looks like the Grand Canyon sort of. Mm -hmm. And then there's a sky island and it's called the Chisos Basin. And the Chisos Mountains are the sky island itself. It's basically this huge eroded mesa in the middle of this hot, hot, hot desert. But then the mesa and the mountains there, the Chisos Mountains are... Um, have a very different climate. They get a lot of rain. They have conifers. They have black bears. They have what? deer. And it's they. It's called a sky island because this ecosystem just lives in <sighs> this one area. They don't leave because the desert is acts the same way as the ocean does. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I think Sedona is technically one. Okay. Um, there are several of them around that part of wow. the southwest. I've yeah. never heard of that before. Yeah. So it, that it is fascinating. Operates on the same kind of isolation principle uh -huh. that islands do, but it's out in the middle of the desert. Wow. The last island, islands I was going to bring up is Venice. No. And we've both been there. Okay. I think we need to just do an entire episode on Venice. I haven't been there since 2002. It's been a long time, but Venice okay. hasn't changed that much. No, no. I went in 2010 and I'm guessing it's probably very Italy, similar. Italy in, one of the best things about Italy is it doesn't change very yeah. much. Venice is the only place in the world that I've been where I truly got lost. Really? My superpower is I'm never lost. Like, I always know where I am. You can plonk me somewhere and I will figure it out. I don't use GPS. I have a very good sense of direction. And I can really navigate really well and figure out a city very quickly. Um, but I met my match in Venice. And I, the first time, I've been there a few times. The first time I went, I was living over, over in, in Rome. So it was like a, a day's train trip up there. I went up there the first time. I actually was with a group. It was, we were on our northern tour in the beginning of the school year, but everybody else in the group wanted to go to the Venice Biennale, which is a oh. big, 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 big deal yeah. show that's there every two years. I wanted nothing to do with it. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I hate video installation, which is what <laughs> it all is right now, because that's what's in vogue in contemporary art circles. And it was my first time in Venice. And I was like, we had a whole day that was a free day. And everybody was going to go to the Biennale, including the professors. And I was like, I have my first free day. And I'm in Venice for the first time in my life. I am not going to go to see a bunch of video installations with a bunch of pretentious art people. No, <laughs> no, no. And I went to art school, so I know what it's like to be around art people. But I was not going to do it. And I wanted to see the city. And everybody was like, you're crazy. I can't believe you're doing that. But I didn't care. I went off. This is, this is like me in a nutshell. I, this is why I hate tours, because I hate following the group. I'd much rather do my own thing. So... 
went off on my own, spent the whole day by myself. But the only thing I had to be back at the Vaporetto stop, the water taxi at 6 p.m. We weren't staying in Venice. We were staying just across the lagoon on the mainland side. And uh, so I had to be back there to meet up with the group. I did, my watch had broken. I went swimming in the Mediterranean like a week before and I forgot to t- take my watch off. So my watch is broken. This was before Oops. smartphones. Um, so I didn't have a cell phone. And I forgot my map in the hotel room that morning. So I had no map, no wow. way to tell time. And usually like if, I, if I'm in a situation like that, like it's no problem. Usually I can like figure out the sense of direction from like the daylight or whatever. It was a bright, sunny day. The problem is you can't see where the sun is because the alleyways are so narrow Mm. most of the time that you can't see the sun. And they're all very twisty. So you don't really know which direction you're facing and you can't get reoriented by the sun because you can't see it anywhere. You're just right up in these narrow alleyways. (laughs) And what I normally do is just sort of, you know, fall, you know, follow along streets and see where they end up. You can't really do that in Venice because there's all these dead ends with canals and things and you have to backtrack. And then, and the other thing that really threw me off is Venice is a lot smaller than it looks. Yeah, that's true. I, so the pro, I had all these stops that I wanted to make. Like there was a, there was a glass artisan's workshop that I wanted to, that I had passed the day before with the group and I wanted to find my way back there and buy something and talk to the guy. And there was like a church I wanted to see where, um, a artist that I love is Antonio Canova is buried. I wanted to see his grave. And so I had all these plans and I had no idea to get how to get to any of these places. Hmm. And I kept overshooting them. Right. Like I, it, it ended up, I had the right idea all uh-huh. along because I finally saw a map near the end of the day and I found out how close I was every time. Ugh. And I would find, I found my way to all these places on my list, but it took three times as long because I kept overestimating the distance and I yeah. kept overshooting them and having to work my way back. Huh. And then I finally, like at about five o'clock, so about an hour before I had to get to the Vaporetto station, I found a swatch store and I bought a watch. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew swatch. I had an hour left and I managed to find my way back. That's really funny. And so by the end of the day, I knew my way around, but it took the whole day. That was like the most <laughs> lost I've ever been in my life. That's a very cool place to be lost. Though. It was awesome. I loved every minute of that. <sighs> and I'd been, I went back a few more times. I went up during Carnivale um, by myself in the winter to take hmm. pictures and... I, oh, wow. Yeah. <sighs> Ideally, we want to like live in Venice for at least a few months at some point. Yeah, as long as it doesn't sink. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it will, but it will. Not Hopefully not for a few hundred years. Yeah. yeah. I didn't even include it in my list of islands because it's just, yeah, it's, in my mind, it's like relegated to this. It's on a pedestal. But I like don't even, other islands, it's like its own universe. It very much is. It's, it's this true. whole other world. And it's because it was isolated and because they had access to trade with all these other places. Yeah, and but it was it was human-made, which is, yeah. I mean, separates it from a lot of the islands right. that we were talking but about. But culturally, it's yeah. very, oh, very yeah. distinct. Yeah, I that year that I lived abroad, we had to write kind of a, uh, I had to do a thesis, basically. Hmm. I didn't have to do a senior thesis with my degree program, but I did have to do a thesis that year. Hmm. And uh, in English, thankfully, not in Italian. <laughs> but um, so we had to do an art history thesis, and I did mine about the artifice of Venice and why... So when you go to Venice, um, there are all these marble churches and things, but they could not build the whole buildings out of marble because it was far too heavy for these mud islands. So the buildings are made out of wooden brick, and then they did these very, very thin marble facades on them. And I I ended up writing this paper about how these marble facades became kind of a... uh, like a way of life for the whole city. Like the fronts of the buildings were very different from the backs of the buildings. And that influenced the whole culture and the hmm. cult and the way they did painting. And it's so it, it, this whole world of artifice and hmm. the 
two-sided nature of Venetian culture. Oh, wow. I, I'm really interested in that I would that like stuff. to read this. I think I still have it somewhere. Okay. I want to read it. That sounds it's fascinating. It's probably, like, I wrote it when I was, like, 20 years old, so it's probably terrible. But <laughs> the, <laughs> we'll uh, see. The foundation sounds very good and interesting. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I'm leaving in... T minus four days for the island for San Juan Island. I'm so excited. I'm I'm working on a new book right now, and that's the goal. I'm gonna just get away. I wrote my whole book proposal on that island on a picnic table on the west side of the island, underneath the lighthouse, looking out to sea, watching for whales. I didn't see any whales, but I did see porpoises. It was good, and I'm hoping to recreate that experience because. I can get a lot done on a picnic table right. on a cliff over the ocean. Well, As now it the weather out, is going to be amazing too. Yeah, and the weather was amazing back in January when I did it. That's I just, right. It was really warm it that was, weekend. Yeah, and yeah. it was sunny. Yeah. Rain shadow. Oh, sure. Does its job. Yep. That'll be great. Enjoy your island <sighs> beyond island time as much as you can. I try to I try to live I try to keep elements of island time in my <laughs> real life. Like that's always the goal, right? To yeah. feel like you're still on island time. The mainland really creeps in there though. It does. Um incidentally, my aunt wrote a book called On Island Time about Madeline Island. Nice. I know. I forgot about that. Yeah. So yes. Um it's all about Madeline it's and stories thing. from the, the island. I love the idea of island time. That's the theme of the show. And also you brought up the idea of this microcosm of these islands being in their own world. So I think two islands, to the microcosm of islands and to that feeling they give to all of us who go there, of this feeling of island time and of being in a separate universe of different world. May that always be so. Cheers. Cheers. Hi again, this is Mary. We recorded this episode about two months ago, and since then, Puerto Rico and Vieques have been devastated by Hurricane Maria. You've probably seen pictures and read stories about how dire the situation is there, and our hearts go out to the people of Puerto Rico and what they are going through. We so hope that safe water sources and electricity are restored sooner than they've been estimating. If you would like to make a contribution to help the people of Puerto Rico, please check out the list of organizations we've put on our website. And thank you.